1: Please! The Daily Make Show is on deck. Ah! Guitars plugged in. Drums ready to go. Chickens. Other animals. Oh. And this is The
0: Daily Meg Show on The Rock with Taryn Daly and Steve Miggs. While
2: listening to The Daily Mix Show, please refrain from any
0: unnecessary
1: finger gesturing. 99.9 KISW.
2: We made it to Friday, Rock and Alex. Congratulations and happy Friday. I like to always celebrate Freaky Friday, and okay. I give you, Steve Miggs, and everyone listening, full permission to let your freak flag fly today.
3: Shirts off, let's go.
2: Oh, baby, pop no. the top.
1: You don't (laughs) want me to do that.
2: It is time to get informed.
1: Knowledge is power. So give us five-ish minutes and we'll give you uh, some interesting stuff you can talk about at work. This is the Daily Mig's download. A.K.A.
2: the DMD.
1: Here's your daily dose of doings happening in the world.
3: And the DMD is brought to you by Palace Lawn. Today, it's a very big day.
1: I'm reliving the same day over and over. Groundhog Day today.
3: That's right. Today is Groundhog Day.
1: It's a great movie. A thousand people freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. What a hype! Sound like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites,
3: all of you. Well, nobody pulled any hogs out and ate it, but this morning, Groundhog's Day, and yes, it happened already. Spring is near.
2: I mean, I feel like spring is here. Spring is kind of here. It was 60 degrees at, yesterday at my house.
3: Yeah, Puxatani Phil did not see his shadow, so spring is here. And also, our new Seattle Seahawks coach is here, Mike McDonald. He showed up yesterday, did his press conference. Did you watching any of the press conference? Yes. I really like this dude. I think
2: I love this dude. Yeah. I'm seems, on board.
3: Seems like a good dude. He's got, like... He's got a good attitude. I think a lot of people are won over by him. I think a lot of people are already excited about him just because he has a, a, a very good reputation over in Baltimore. Comes over here, shows a lot of love, obviously, for his wife. And who wouldn't? He married a former cheerleader, as we learned. <laughs> also, she sounds like an awesome, awesome human being as well. And just kind of had a good vibe. Doesn't want to really change things when it comes to the uh, culture that we have in the locker room and over at the VMAC with the Seahawks. But, of course, is going to bring his own energy. Sounds like he's going to be calling all the plays on defense, even though, like, because some people are like, are you going to call all the plays? like, yeah, of course. That's what I'm known for. That's what I'm good at. So he's going to be doing that. He also sat down with Paul Sylvie after the press conference and just talked a little bit of from King 5 and talked a little bit about why Seattle was such a— uh, a desirable destination for him as head coach
1: there's there's so much that uh that's special about this place uh, really starts with the people um, meet, meeting jody and, and the leadership team and john and the process and understanding where they're where they came from and their values that it, it was very obvious that it was aligned with mine and then just understanding the city and the team and the 12s and the success that we've had here over time and just uh, the great players that are already here. Just, it, was, uh, it was just obvious that it was a great
3: opportunity. He said he wants to be here for a long time and win a lot of games.
2: And he's got some big white sneakers to fill. He so does. we are, we are counting on
3: it. And a lot of gum.
2: <laughs> and a lot of gum to do. Well, Jim Harbaugh had a press conference. He's the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. And he shared a story that you might find strange. He actually wants to live in a trailer park when he moves to California. And here he is talking about it.
3: I want to I drive my RV out. I want to drive my RV out and uh, and, and and go to a trailer park, uh, you know, like down by the water or uh, by Disneyland. There'll be two that I've researched that are close to the facility, and uh, I want to Jim Rockford it for the uh, for the for the next uh, couple months until we move to the new facility. That's I have that thought going through my head.
2: <laughs> I mean, the motivational speaker. Didn't want you to live in a van down by the river, but that is all the rage these days. Jim Harbaugh's doing it too.
3: All I'm picturing is during practice, like where's coach? He's in his RV right now. Go knock on the door. He's like, what's up fellas? I don't even know what the hell the Jim Rockford relate was though. I know it was a TV show. I don't, I, I'm sure he must have lived <laughs> in an RV or maybe he coached the Los Angeles Chargers. From an RV. Aha! Uh, speaking of football, of course, the Super Bowl. Not this weekend. The Pro Bowl games are happening on, on Sunday, but then the following weekend, of course, it's the Super Bowl, and it seems to be the constant talk of the town of course is Taylor Swift. And it's nice to see, though, a lot of people now are just starting to shut that down. I know later on today, I think around 7.20, we'll be talking about how Colin Cowherd had an incredible monologue about just all the hate that she's getting and how unnecessary it was, but I got to love Charles Barkley. He doesn't mince any words. He doesn't go in a long rant. But when talking about Taylor Swift, he had this to say to people that are hating on her. I'm going to say, I'm going to look right in that camera. If you're screaming Uh -uh. at the Swift saying she ruined it, you're just a loser. Uh, You're just a loser or a jackass. You can be A or B. One of the two. One of the two. (laughs) I love Charles Barkley.
2: I love it, too. An emu affectionately named Elliot was found along Highway 16 in Kitsap Kitsap County. They rescued him, and there was like a 72-hour hold period where they were waiting for someone to come forward and say that it was their emu, and nobody did that. So now Elliot the emu has a new home at Center Valley Animal Rescue, and that's actually where I adopted my goat, Ginger. Okay,
3: that's so funny, because I was just about to say, Taryn, it's your time. <laughs> it's your time to get an emu.
2: You know what? I had to take a goat on a boat. I wonder what it would be like to take an emu on a boat.
3: You had to take a goat on a boat? Yeah, when
2: we, ad- when we adopted the goat, we had to put it in a dog crate and put it in the back of the car.
1: City folks, just don't get it.
2: And it was funny, because people would walk by and think it was a dog kennel, and that they were looking at a dog, and then they'd be like, oh, wait, no, that, that dog has horns. That's a goat.
3: So what's stopping you? Would Brad be okay with you getting an emu? Oh, no. Why?
2: He he thinks I'm in way over my head with what I've already committed to. He's not wrong. I want to go to Center Valley Animal Rescue, though, and see this emu. Elliot the emu would love to live at, we call it Camp Cash where we live. He would love it there. Camp Cash. He would love it.
3: Where Terrence spends all the cash on new animals. (laughs) The
2: chickens would be like, that's a really big chicken.
3: And Brad sees all his cash go away. (laughs) Hey, weather, 53 degrees. We're going to have some rain today. Thanks to SeattleBoatShow.com for giving us the Daily Mix download. And that's what's up.
2: He is called America's favorite mentalist. And some of us have actually met him and we're blown away by what he does. He's He's going to be on Penn and Teller tonight. It's a show called Fool Us on the CW Network. Joe Diamond will join The Daily Mig Show at 620. The
0: The Daily Mig Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
2: Steve Miggs, I cannot tell you how often I am glad that no one knows what I'm thinking. Because sometimes I'm thinking <laughs> things that should not be said out loud. I don't know.
3: You come up very positive. Are these evil thoughts that are inside your brain that you never let us know? Maybe
2: just dirty thoughts. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Well, maybe hello some, there. Maybe there's some evil in there.
3: Well, this makes for a very weird transition because I'm very excited to have our next guest on. We met him at one of our radio conventions last year. He was our entertainment That happened during lunch, which is always an uphill battle for anyone, comedians or any kind of performers, because you're just like a bunch of jaded radio people. And man, within seconds, he had everybody's jaw dropping to the tables, to the floors, including mine. I was losing my mind the entire time he was up there on stage. Please welcome to the show, Joe Diamond, America's greatest mind reader.
4: Thanks so much for having me and and don't worry, um, my wife often uh, has a, she has a couple jokes when people are like, oh my gosh, does he, does he read your mind around the house? And she's always like, not if he knows what's good for him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: a good wife right and there. And then our,
4: our other line is like, uh, you know, oh, I'd be scared to be married to a mind reader and we're just like, why, what kind of shady stuff are you up to? Like,
2: <laughs> How does one even so- find out that they can read a mind? I was a strange only child who
4: went to twelve years of religious school, and yeah, um, I feel you. Uh, I started off with more like you know traditional magic, right around you know the uh, late nineties. There were all those specials coming out of you know World's Greatest Magic, and David Blaine was becoming yes. really popular. But I was also into Ghostbusters and you know uh, Twilight Zone. I-, I was in that weird pocket of the nineties where like Ghostbusters had come and gone, but like. I was still into it. Like, I was the last kid still into it uh, in, like, the early 90s. So, yeah, I was always a weird kid, and uh, my great-grandmother taught me how to read playing cards, like tarot cards, and uh, I did improv growing up, and so I had a a big performing background, and my first job was doing street performing at Six Flags Great America, and they wanted – because David Blaine was popular, they wanted like a street magician. But by the end of that summer, I was just reading poems and reading minds. That's what people were responding to the most. And that kind of kind became my specialty. And here I am uh, 20 years later doing mind reading shows all, all over the country and, uh, and and across Doom.
3: And here we are tonight. You're going to be on Penn and Teller's Fool Us on the CW network, yes. which is yes. crazy, man. That's got to be That's got to be a a nerve wracking thing because those guys are legends. And then now you have to go up there and perform for them.
4: Yes. uh, Legends who are very vocally have said that mind reading is not their favorite form. Oh, good. Good luck uh, to you then. Of of entertainment. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that might have been part of the reason why I've auditioned every year. Uh, The show has been on, and this is their 10th season. Uh, We did the total, I I say it during my pre-show interview, but it was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 73, 74 audition videos total for the last 10 years I had sent, sent in. Persistence pays off. It finally made it. And, uh, I did a, uh, mind reading card effect, kind of a take on what I started, uh, the in-person show with, uh, when, when you saw me in Chicago, uh, the only difference was I did it with Penn and Teller at the table with me. So yeah, talk about nerve wracking. I'm on the biggest stage in Vegas, you know, filming, I'm walking out and there they are at the table with me. And, uh, Yeah, it was it was a little nerve wracking, but it was so much fun. They couldn't have been kinder. Uh, Also, uh, Brooke Burke is the host uh, this season and got to meet and talk with her. Again, don't know if this will make the cut, but I can pretty much talk about this during the interview after I performed. uh, I did end up reading her poem and she ended up hugging me. You got to touch Brooke uh, Burke. Yeah, right. And, and in my head, I'm like, just air this. Just air this part. That's what I'm telling people. Because so, if it doesn't make the cut, I can at least, you know, like, like, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care how any of this goes. Just I, I get to, my life is downhill from here. I, I read Brooke Burke's palm and she she hugged me. Like, that was the other thing. Like, I was more like, OK, do I? Do the side hug like? How do I do this and not look like a creep and not like a, like a total fanboy? Like you know, still be kind of cool. That's
2: um, your new <laughs> claim to fame: America's greatest mind reader. And he touched Brooke Burke.
3: Put that on your Instagram bio.
1: <laughs> I yeah, touched
3: yeah, exactly, Brooke Burke. Exactly.
2: So um, I can't tell you how I
4: did. You'll have to tune in and watch. But I'm very happy with uh, with what happened, and um, it was an amazing amazing time and journey. One other very quick fun fact: uh, this uh, this filmed back in August, and I worked. Really hard on the script to customize it for Pen and Teller. There's a couple inside jokes for just the two of them that I put in, and I took some parts of some other things I've done, some jokes and stuff, and put them in. And so I was talking with my one friend. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm working on the the script." He had been on the show already, so I told him I was working on the script, and this was like mid July, and he just kind of started chuckling. I was like, "What?" He's like, "You're working on a script for TV." you're the only writer working in TV right now. I
0: was like,
4: does that make me a scab? Oh no. Well, no, this this is an unscripted reality show and I'm not union. So depending on how you look at it, I got paid really well to fly to Las Vegas and perform one mind reading card effect or not very well for four months of writing, depending
2: on how you look. <laughs> We're talking to Joe Diamond. You can catch him on Penn & Teller Fool Us, which is a reality TV series on The CW.
3: And I, I want, I'm, I'm just curious for you, because you brought up the whole doing magician magic stuff over at Six Flags. When I got married, we had a, a guy that I knew that did kind of like the David Blaine type magic, and I asked him to be at my wedding and not tell anybody that he was a magician just dressed and he would just randomly walk up to people especially on my wife's side that did not know what was going on he's like you want to see something cool and for me what made it fun was just to see that natural reaction and the wonderment of it all is that like the the ultimate adrenaline rush for you is like you go into a situation where people are being skeptical or whatever and then you do something and then you could just tell that their minds are being blown
4: yeah yeah absolutely i mean there's um when i was transitioning out of like traditional magic and into mind reading a big part of that was because people would say like oh well you're not a magician or this isn't like magic and a big part of that is just because you know I'm not pulling rabbits out of hats mm. in fact i even say like cuz like my wife people are always like oh what does your husband do for a living And it's like a long thing like wh- like oh mind reader like what how does that <laughs> gonna work like he stands on like that's the other thing like oh I stand on stage and tell people what they already know like that's you know like that old like you know describe your job poorly uh, so the the way I've kind of described it is um, it's a it's a type of magic or kind of magician just instead of pulling rabbits out of hats I'm pulling thoughts out of people's minds um, and uh, it's a uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a form it's a branch of you know the magical arts just like there's sleight of hand artists or hypnotists in in the bigger umbrella. And again, thanks to shows like Penn & Teller Fool Us, people know about these kinds of branches. I mean, some legends that have been in the community that I've looked up to my whole life, I never, you know, no one would have heard of if not for this show that now the public knows about, uh, which is amazing, which is amazing now uh, because of uh, because of shows like that. And, uh, and yeah, to be just kind of, again, just... Uh, I grew up, um, so there's a town just outside of Chicago called Woodstock, Illinois, where they filmed the movie Groundhog Day. And uh, oh, happy, Groundhog happy Groundhog Day, Day. today, yeah. <laughs> happy Groundhog Day, exactly. So, like, that's my hometown, um, and, like, that's, like, its big claim to fame and everything. But, like, other than that, like, it's a small, tiny, little sleepy town. That's where I was born. The fact that, like, I grew up in this small town and got the opportunity to go to the biggest stage in Las Vegas and, and do this and is just again and absolutely incredible and yeah the people's reactions i often argue like that that is my whole show like i'm nothing the the thing i like most about mind reading uh the mind reading style it it is more akin to kind of stand-up comedy it and be in that you know there is nothing without the audience i need Mm -hmm. like i often say you know it's you know the show isn't me it's it's everyone else there and their reactions and because like yeah I, I've worked on the show, but I don't know what people are going to think. I don't know how they're going to respond. I've had people laugh. I've had a 75-year-old woman slap me. Really? Oh, she immediately she immediately apologized. She was like, she was scared. She went, oh, and then just kind of like, <sighs> <laughs> hit me.
2: that's amazing.
3: And so we've got Joe Diamond, America's Greatest Mind Reader. Again, you're going to be on uh, uh, Penn & Teller Fool Us tonight on the CW Network. Can you sit through a song? Because you said that you can... You you can do this to us via Zoom. And we have I th- can do this via Zoom. Okay. I just need a deck of cards. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll play a song and then we'll come back and we'll see if you could tap inside our minds. Perfect.
2: You can follow Joe on social media at Joe Diamond Live, the America's greatest mind reader ever. Joe Diamond with ever. us. And he's going to read our minds while over Zoom, so he's not in studio with us after Sublime.
1: The Daily Mix Show.
2: Joining us this morning on The Daily Mig Show, I'm very excited about this. Joe Diamond, America's greatest mind reader, who has been telling us some pretty amazing things about his career. And tonight, you can catch him on Pen & Teller's Fool Us on the CW Network.
3: Now, I have a quick stupid question, because you're going to now do some stuff with us. We have a deck of cards, and you're going <laughs> to tap inside our minds. I've been battling a headache all morning. Does that affect <laughs> your ability to read my mind? Is that like a blocker?
4: No, that was me. That's that's been me trying because it's long distance. I have to start ahead of time. (laughs) So that's that's been me. That's how you know it's working. Damn it, Joe! It's no, it's it's not quite like that. Well, and the other thing too is um, to put it a little bit more in perspective uh, for some people. uh, Again, if we're using the the magic analogy, magicians use techniques such as you know optical illusion, sleight of hand uh, to create something that looks impossible, but you know isn't otherwise it wouldn't be happening but it looks impossible and that's very similar to what i'm doing but it is isn't. it isn't because technically all mind reading is technically possible it's just highly improbable
2: mm.
4: uh technically i could ask you to just you know pick any number between one and a million and i could just say a number and theoretically if i did that a million times i'd be right once <laughs> with one person you know so theoretically so 37 it's, I it's
3: 37 <laughs> i was going with 37
4: Okay, thirty-seven. Yeah, oh well, yeah, it's always thirty-seven, exactly. But but the idea is that I'm using um, I'm using everything from psychology to intuition, general vibes with people to, for lack of a better term, get in sync. Sometimes play the odds a little more in my favor and go from there. I'm going to uh, I've got a deck of cards here. I'm going to turn over one card and we'll do this uh, do this with Migs here. Okay, uh, I turn one card over so it's facing the opposite way in this deck. Okay. So now I can't see those five cards, right? No. Look at those five. Okay. And take the one you want to think of and just kind of put the other five down, hold the other one and put it in your pocket or something. Okay. Uh, got it? Yes. I've got one card turned over. It'd be pretty amazing if the card I had reversed in this deck matched the one in your pocket, right? Hell yeah. That'd be pretty amazing. Think of the card you have in your pocket. Just want to clarify, there's no jokers in this deck, so no. you, there, you, you have no joker. Think of the card. Okay, I'm getting the sense the card you have in your pocket is not the card I turned over in this deck. Thank you so much, you guys. Appreciate it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, here. here, here here's, here's what we'll do. I actually think you're close. I actually think you're close. So ignore the card in your pocket for right now, but but think of it. I think the color is right, but the suit is wrong. So you know how like there's, you know, spades and clubs are the black cards, hearts and diamonds are the red cards. I think the color is right, but the suit is wrong. So just in your mind, keep the color, but change the suit. Have you done that, Migs?
3: So change the suit. Okay.
4: Perfect. And I actually think the value is pretty close. I actually think the value is pretty close. I think, uh, I think you're only off by one. I think you're only off by one. You tell us, do you think you need to go up one or down one?
3: Ooh. I, I'm thinking going up one.
4: I think you're right. So do that in your mind. Don't, don't. So you've gone up one. You've changed the suit, but kept the color. Forget the card in your pocket now. This new card that exists only in your mind, I believe that's the one that matches the card I have turned over in this deck. Since it just exists in your mind, we need proof. I'll keep the deck in frame for the first time. Say out loud this card that you just created in your mind.
3: The Ten of Spades.
4: Ten of Spades. Okay, I'm going to go through this deck slowly. Let me know if you see the reverse card before I do, okay? Because I want you to see... All of the cards really are all facing the same way except for one that's the only card I re- I reversed, right? You can see that is exactly the 10 of spades. Whoa which is really good because if you had stuck with uh, the card in your pocket it would have been wrong the nine of clubs is on the face of the deck what? Um, that would have been wrong from there the card I, I have reversed right? Nine, right? Of like
3: right have the nine of clubs right there living hell
2: <laughs> it's a good thing you changed your mind <laughs> that is bananas
3: in the words I'm, of Gwen I'm Sabani. no pen I'm no tower but man oh man that was badass
2: uh. <laughs> Joe Diamond, we are so excited to watch you on Penn & Teller Fool Us tonight. It is airing on the CW Network. What an absolute pleasure to chat with you Thank this morning you so and have our minds read. Thank that you. was awesome. That was a
3: blast. Thank you, Joe.
2: Thank you so much.
3: Hey, good luck. Thank you.
2: Well, how would you like a shot at beating Steve? He is currently 30, 11, and 1. <laughs> really going to emphasize that. that. One. And that 1. That damn 1. In 2024, 206-803-ROCK. We're going to play Beat Nigs at 650.